Hello, everyone. Welcome to You Are Loved in Christ. Tijuana L. Candor speaking today. I'm going to go into church apologetics, church ethics, part two. So where does ethics come in in relation to or pertain in relation to church apologetics? Ethics means to be able to use or walk in a high level of integrity, a morale, and morals. So what does this have to do with apologetics? As stated earlier in the podcast, the first half of church apologetics and church ethics, we are not to berate or put down one another. There are different areas of apologetics. And as mentioned, there are the areas of witnessing to others that do not know Christ, witnessing to those who have a different religion belief, and also witnessing to those in a different backyard. Now, those who do not have, those that have a different religious belief, I explained the approach in the first podcast about this subject. To recap, we are supposed to listen to what they have to say, as well as their position and stance and not leave our stance of who we are and our belief. Because there is a part of each religion that is of similarity to Christianity. Ethics, when we're dealing with in our own backyard, we are to watch, meet together the solution. There's a solution for this. What is the solution? As I put spoke before, mindful thinking. We are to get together and God is the creator of mindful thinking. The scripture, think on whatever is lovely, pure, right, holy, noble. God is the first creator of that. As I stated in the first half of this podcast, titled Church Apologetics, Church Ethics. So we're using ethics to meet. We meet with one another. We divide the word of truth. We find out where our different areas of growth are and we share that with one another. If it's an error or not lined up with the word of God, we are to move forward and find out, or we, it may all be correct. of where we are so that we can discuss how to grow together. 
without unethically harming our fellow or brother or sister in Christ. So we go forward to find out where those beliefs are, become strengthened from each other or from our clergy, and then go forth to be able to, as the Bible say, grow from glory to glory to glory. That way we are strengthened, and then we are able to pour that back into other people's lives, those who do not know Christ and those who have a different religion than us. And the reason of why those were mentioned and even earlier, apologetics deals with those who do not know Christ, those who have a different religion than us. So really, those that have a different religion than us, that's twofold. They don't know Christ, plus they have a different religion than us. So then we also have ourselves with our own fellow brothers and sisters in Christ in our own backyard. So church ethics deals with how we garner or pull out of us the strength from the Holy Spirit and from God and Jesus Christ, the infinite nature of God, of who he is and how the Holy Spirit moves and what Jesus Christ brings as salvation so that we can understand each other of where each other is without pulling one another down to be able to grow fully, as I stated, from glory to glory to glory in that ethical stance with apologetics because apologetics still in our own backyard is used to move us forward to a under better understanding to pull us fully into Christ-likeness. And then to our disciple, to who we are as disciples, as we are being discipled. Disciplers or disciples. We have to learn to use this strength and then we're able to witness to others, as I said, in the body of Christ outside of the body of Christ, not only inside, but outside of the body of Christ. This would have been added to another podcast, to the other podcast, but again, a certain person, Robert Capella, interrupted it. As I Record, guys, I'm going to continue on because this goes into the ethics. And instead of giving up, I continue to record. 
Tracy Forbes at Columbus Christian Center. She is now logging in to my anchor as I log in. Her and her daughter have my login password. And as I record, they're recording. Then she will go and finish, put up a picture and post it before I do, before I finish. Because her daughter stole a We See Differently book. She forged signatures and contracts. I don't know what else to do. I'm asking the body of Christ to pray. Because that this podcast, the first church apologetics, church ethics, was 50 minutes long, guys. They erased the podcast. My podcast, Infinity, Zero Infinity, was 30-some minutes long. They logged in and erased it down to three minutes and some seconds. So how do I use apologetics to deal with that? I would do what I'm doing now. I would use the word of God. I would bring in my fellow brothers and sisters in Christ. I've tried speaking with them. The word of God says to reach out to them. I've sent an email. They don't respond. This has been going on for several years with these people. Robert Capellan has singled my platform out. Tracy Forbes has singled my platform out. Her daughter got a hold of my a children's book. And then I'm going to give the apologetics of how to come out of this. Her daughter touched a children's book file of mine from 2005. I wrote this book when I was pregnant with my babe. A baby from Author House. The manuscript and the illustrations are mine. Her father, David C. Forbes at Columbus Christian Center, should I say Dr. David C. Forbes and Dr. Tracy Forbes, knew all about her thievery. Robert Capellan helped her learn to steal from me. He knew, he knows me. He knows about my writings. He knows about my books. This book we see differently addresses the seeing handicaps of children, how they see differently and the same. It's a special book, anointed. And they continue to bully and abuse me for no reason. No reason. I don't know why it's occurring. They bully me over and over and over. And instead of becoming frustrated, I use my art and my ethics. So where does the ethics come in with this? Because I've already spoken about apologetics on the other podcast. But I'm going to put apologetics and ethics in this for this example, for this part two. Because I really feel violated to my followers and to myself and to Christ that I would have to bring up people's names on a podcast, which makes it seem like I'm a whiner and I'm not. But I've suffered severe abuse by the hands of them. 
And I've kept quiet this whole time on my podcast. While Robert Capellan will get on a podcast and talk about my shoes or that I eat cold sandwiches so I may have worms in my stomach. He even talked about my sister that recently passed away and a picture I put up as a child like I was a piece of trash. But the question is, he tells the courts and authorities, he's not bothering me or bullying me or surveillancing me illegally by the phones or computers. But the question is, the court should ask and the authorities, how do they, how does he know I eat cold sandwiches? I'm not around him. The last time I was around him was 2019. When I met him, 2018, 17. When, is the, when, when, how does he know I only have a certain pair of shoes? How does he know I have worms in my stomach? I don't have worms in my stomach. He was making fun of me. That's proof that he is illegally surveillancing me. How else would he know these intimate details? Then he passed my children's book along to a woman. This woman, Forbes, and her, her daughter. And do you realize, guys, they literally tried to tell me I was their slave and was going to work for them. That they were going to take me to court for my own book that I own. Four signatures behind my back that they were marketing and soliciting my book. I don't know Raymond Forbes. And the last time I ever heard about Tracy and David C. Forbes, I Googled them on my phone during a pandemic. My ex-husband, who I've been divorced from for 20 years now, my, my apologies. Around that amount of time. We attended their church briefly. And I'm not going to berate their platform. We left for a reason. And when I went to their service, they swore it down. I was a member of their church. Because they called people up for prayer about the service. When they teach a topic, they wanted them to arrive, to come to the altar for prayer. They gave a salvation call, a call for prayer about the topic spoken about, the subject spoken about for the day. And they swore up and down because they gave everyone the same form that I was a member of their church. I was never a member of their church. This girl stole my book, Rayma Forbes. She stole it. Robin gave it to her. She, made, she got contracts somewhere. How she did it, I don't know. They took Excel files, broke into Walden University, Robin did, and this girl and others. They took his cell files and literally took the cell files and from Brodar Bibbs, an American Library Association files they sent me for lists to sell to librarians and others. Maybe, maybe that's how she got her contracts. All I know is they're going to court. And there's going to be a capture open of all of their work. Books, podcasts, radio, all of it. And every company involved in giving them 
a right to forge my signature or photocopy my signature, which Robin was doing. Robin took all of my money. He stole also $24,000 worth of checks and housing from his family that works here in New York City. And I don't even want to go there, guys, with my food being poisoned. Me and my sister were going through the same thing. And this man found my niece, Rayma Forbes, and another woman and women off of my phone. He was illegally surveillancing. Then my sister recently died of the same symptoms, pain in the stomach. Loss of memory. We were going through the same thing July, August, September until I started buying single packets of food. Single packets of seasons, like the sozo. I hate to really put this out here, guys, but I need prayer. Because I'm being abused severely. And quite frankly, my sister died from the same thing. They said she deteriorated memory, pain in her stomach. Recently, she died. And she had told me on the phone she was going through the same symptoms. Robert Capellan had access to my address at Crown Street, 211 Crown Street, where he was putting or had someone put poison in my food. That's how much he hates me. Rayma Forbes, Davis C. Forbes, Tracy Forbes, Robert Capellan, his groups and his family are all going to court over my book and my materials. Now, how do I handle this ethically? I've tried going to them. I sent their church an email to meet with my clergy that we can have a conference call. They didn't respond. That was in 2021. So now the word of God tells me that if they won't listen, go to your clergy. And I've already talked to my clergy, Father Haggerty. He told me to stay away from them. If they're causing that many problems, he said to stay away. Robert Capellan is a very important person at claim of community. But he's done a lot of stuff out of community, which is confusing. He's abusive. So how do I handle this ethically? Next, I've gone to them. I've gone to my clergy. I've gone to God. God has said, sue them. And I found so many FBI reports. I've got to bring federal charges against them. And also, biblically wise, I still have to love them unconditionally. Because consequences and compensation are needed for this abuse. There's no telling what they did with the money they made. And they refuse to tell the businesses the truth.
Robert Capellan has abused me severely. And he claims he doesn't know who Raymond Forbes is. But he does because she got a hold of that book. And her mother got a hold of that book. And Tracy Forbes is copying. If you see her, if you see her podcast, listen to church ethics and listen to church apologetics. Now, I ad-libbed all the way through. The first time I did it was raw online. She took the part and respoke it of church ethics. So that's the reason why I'm doing church apologetics and church ethics over. Part two. And it states in the word of God that our brothers and sisters should bear each other's burdens. That's why I'm bringing it to this podcast. I don't normally do this. And everybody knows that, that he listens to my podcast. I don't know what's going on, but Tracy Forbes is a very ill woman on a platform. She should have, if someone, they took photocopies, Robin Capella did, of my recent writings, Zero Infinity, and sent it to her. Tracy Forbes would not tell him no. She read off my Zero Infinity word for word, and when I posted mine, which was my work anyway, they erased the podcast down to three minutes. So now back to how do we add in ethics with apologetics and with a situation like this anyhow? We are coming together to speak about the Bible, where our thoughts are with different subjects, finding out if there's error or truth about our beliefs, bringing in the correction from what we know biblically and from our clergy, and then being able to expand it out as we grow and are strengthened from the Holy Spirit and from God himself and Jesus Christ. We're then able to extend it out to those who do not know Christ and those who are of different religions. Because that's the exact way we're supposed to deliver it to them. Listen to their beliefs, but not berate. Listen to their beliefs, but still encourage. Listen to their beliefs, but when they want to learn about our Christian foundation, give them the truth. As they're listening, pour out the truth. We don't leave our stance about who we are. And we don't ethically bring them down or pull them down. And Tracy Forbes has tried to blackmail. She'll say, she's been saying for two years, make an arrest on me, a liar. What have I done? And then she says, she wants me to go ahead and serve at her church. But her and her daughter called me a bad mother. They went all the way back into my past, guys, 20, 30 years ago because of Robin Capella. Her daughter wanted him and fought him with another woman online. So if I'm so bad, 
Why is it that when I don't want to give her my work or let her steal my work, she wants to make an arrest? But when I let her steal my work, she still wants to go to court and make me work for her in her church. I want her to tell everybody why she feels I should work for her in her church. If I'm so bad and so rude and not good enough and didn't come from a good family background, and so she claims, even though I was raised by nuns and Methodists, she put me down severely. Why would you want a person, Tracy Forbes, to work at your parish or at your church? Tracy Forbes should not be teaching ethics or apologetics. Or her husband. Tracy Forbes should be in prison. And the day I find out that Tracy Forbes logged in to my podcast and stole I'm going to sue her for billions by the voice of God. Not millions, billions.